So this is the Veteran Story podcast, where we chat to veterans of the armed forces about their careers and uh, they tell us some uh, stories about their time uh, serving the country. And I don't think we've ever spoken to anybody before who was uh, at the D-Day landings in Normandy, 1944, towards the end of World War II, but I'm here with, with Richard. First of all, just tell us uh, exactly where you're from and... Oh, Lancaster, yeah, or Scotforth, yeah, and uh, I've always lived in Lancaster most of my life, you know. I was brought up at Bortney Sands, I went to Bortney Sands Boys Free Grammar School, and then we moved to Lancaster when the war started, so... When did you join exactly, Richard? What, did, what, what year did you join up? 1941, and then, uh, well, 41-42, it's just, you know... And how old, how old would you have been then? 18. And then I uh, finished in 1947. I came out of it in 1947. I've been in most of the big battles. I was uh, in battle. The first battle was uh, Hill 112 in Khan. And, and then uh, the next big battle was the Fellers Gap in, in Normandy. And then we went up to... Uh, Antwerp, and then in Antwerp I was uh, mixed up with a V2 rocket, and uh, I was blown from one side of the room to the next from the blast of the rocket, you know, German V2 rocket. Did you suffer any injuries? Yeah, yeah, just shrapnel, not shrapnel, but just debris, you know. Uh, but I was all right, and then, and then from there we went up to Nijmegen. But before we went to Nijmegen, we went to Sotogenbosch and liberated Sotogenbosch. Uh, that took us eight days to liberate it. <laughs> I was in the battle, battle of Arnhem, reached too far. They called it Operation Market Garden. Well. The airborne were the market, and we were the garden. We went up as far as uh, Nijmegen. We couldn't get as far as Arnhem because they'd already been captured, a lot of our lads. From Nijmegen, von Rundstel broke through in the Ardennes, the Battle of the Bulge. So we had to go down with it to the Americans, knock von Rundstel back the Battle of the Bulge. And from there we came back up to Nijmegen and then through the Reichswald Forest down to Wesel, across the Rhine at Wesel and up to Osnabrück. I, uh, I came across Belsen Concentration Camp. It was, it'd been liberated a couple, few hours but I had to take a, a major from our battalion, uh, battalion to go as a second in command to the, the old man. It was taking over there. So I saw all the atrocities and, the, well, you know, and the, the, they had the SS throwing the bodies into the big pit like, and everything. And from there, we finished up in Hamburg. And then uh, we were billeted in Radio Hamburg for a little while. And from there, I spent over two years in the Ruhr, Oberhausen and Dusseldorf, 
Mulheim, Essen and all the rest of it. From then, from then we went, I finally finished up at Hubbelrath, just outside Dusseldorf. And uh, I was in charge of a, uh, MT stores. I was a technical sergeant, you see. And uh, I was in charge of the T MT stores uh, until I got him on. 1947 landings but you, you came in after that to support yeah we were the support troops you see and of course being support troops you get all the heavy stuff coming out here <laughs> so you were so you were on the beach and what there was there was enemies flying above and shelling yes that's right we had to we went across on a liberty boat called the ocean vigil but the, there was, the weather was that bad that we had to Hanker up in the Medway, estuary of the Thames, you know, near the uh, anti aircraft batteries that were on these built up in the, in the estuary. We were there about six days, and then uh, from there we, we, we ventured into Normandy. We didn't know where we were going, right? But till then. We could hear it, we could hear it, though. And then from there we clambered down nets uh, into landing, tanker landing craft. And, and I, I uh, landed at a place called Corsures. You know, when, when you were going through Holland and, and France as well, and Belgium you mentioned too, what kind of reception were you getting from local people? Well... From obviously the French and Belgian and the Dutch, were, the Dutch people were absolutely fantastic. Into uh, Germany, they were confused. Everybody was coming out with white flags in case you know we should shot them. And uh, there was white flags everywhere coming out of windows, you know, uh, of houses and nothing, uh, you know. It was all right. Uh, I guess you've got to be so fit, though, because we're talking... We must be talking about many, many, many miles and days on foot. Yeah, well, we did over 2,000 miles from, from D-Day landings up to Hamburg, and it took us 12 months to do it. What sort of places were you staying in at night? Foxholes, whatever, under trees, under hedgerows, anywhere you could sleep at times. Sometimes in desolate buildings, many a time we had to sleep with her. our steel helmets on the side of our faces because the debris falling down and things like that. You, know. but you, you mentioned going into Germany and, and you know the the end of the war basically. And as I say, I went I went into Balsam concentration camp. It's only and it was only about. Uh, on well, the second day, actually, in a jig, 
we finished up in Hamburg, unconditional surrender in Hamburg. And, and, and how did that how did that feel for you as a soldier? You know, after four years in the army and and seeing everything you'd seen, you know, that the, the war was over. Yeah, well, yes, well. It was a bit confused there. We, I was doing a lot of night patrols there, uh, curfew patrols with a, a, a Lieutenant Arnold, a, a great pal of mine, and we used to go around at night in a jeep collecting anybody that was on the streets there to curfew it. And then anybody that we picked up, we took them to the German police station. And, and they, they, Sorted them out. We went down into the rock area there, and left hand Arnold said, hey, "Come on, we'll, we'll go into the onto this barge." So we went onto the barge. It was full of, of John Eggs blended whiskey. Oh. So we, we loaded up and brought the, the whiskey back, crates of it, uh, to the lads. You know, uh, when we got into Hamburg, we were billeted. In, in Radio Hamburg, in the buildings there, you know, and uh, in fact, there was German soldiers on, on guard, but they had no bolts in their rifles. They were guarded, you know, for the first few days till we, till we got sorted out, and they were guarded without, with the rifles without bolting. <laughs> It was experience. Well, this is it. You've got an amazing memory as well. I mean, faded after 80 years, you know, you're a lot of... And there's a lot of people here today who are clearly really pleased to see you, a lot of people coming up to you and shaking your hand and saying hello. Good crowd, yes. Uh, uh, I'm pleased, I'm glad I've come now and meet everybody. We all did our little bit. So what did you do after you came out of the army? Well, I'm a butcher by trade, and I went back into the shop, you see, master butcher. Was that in Lancaster? Yes, I. Uh, Whereabouts in Lancaster was your shop? <coughs> Originally in the, in the market until it got burnt down. Of course it got burnt down, and we, and we got another shop lower down in Cheapside. And then when they... When they uh, rebuilt it, we, got, we went back into the market. And uh, any family? Yes, I've got three smashing sons. One brought me today, and there's uh, wives and great, great grandchildren, grandchildren, nieces and nephews. Got a big family. You've got a big, a big birthday coming up, I believe, this year, oh, yeah. Richard. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, I'll be hundred in May. You'll be a hundred in May. Amazing. <laughs> what are you going to do to celebrate? Well, we've booked to Morecambe Golf Club celebration. Well, it's an amazing story, Richard, and uh, it's a pleasure to meet you. And uh, thank you so much for chatting to the Veteran Story Podcast. It might sound double dutch on there, but you know. I've done my best. <laughs> you have indeed. Thank you very much.